0: Folks at home, folks at home, I'm loud tonight. Uh, how you doing? I hope you're having a wonderful Saturday night. I hope you're having a glorious weekend. Welcome to a special impromptu Ike Live. Put this together last minute just for your viewing and listening pleasure. we got an amazing show for you tonight. Special guest, James Elam in studio. Possibly Skeet Reese for the third or fourth time. We're going to find out a little bit. Going to be talking a little bit about... The true reasons the Upper Chesapeake Bay event was canceled. Ooh. And last but not least, very, very special guest. I believe first time ever on a video podcast, Randy Flowers coming on, talking about the dark world of professional bass fishing. Uh, as I do our sponsor intros, we have a very special guest on the casting couch tonight. We have the one and only Logan Stockle tonight playing For us, and uh, he's going to be playing background music the entire time (laughs) I am (laughs) reading the the sponsor books. Um, Go ahead, Logan, and thank you for being here. Uh, We want to thank our presenting sponsor, Mystery Tackle Box, MTB. It's like Christmas to your doorstep once a month. Listen to me. Mystery Tackle Box helps you develop confidence and new baits and new techniques. Uh, Discover new high-end gear. In the regular and pro boxes. And now, a very special experience with the Elite Box. Over $60 value. Yours for $39.99. Use the promo code Live when you sign up for your first Elite Box. And get a lot of money off that
1: first box. <laughs> Also brought to you We're challenging you tonight, aren't we, Mike? Yeah. <laughs> also I, 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 I. All right, Logan, also brought to you by Fly-
0: Keep going, Logan. No, I like this. You Keep like going. It? Yeah. You
1: can handle it. I can
0: handle this. I All like right. it. Keep going. Tear it up, kid. Keep going, Logan. This is this is smooth. I like this. Right. I like this. Also brought to you by Flambo. Uh Flambeau is the maker of the best tackle storage systems <laughs> in the world, I promise you. Uh, they have the, uh, uh patented Z-Rust in each box. And, uh, of course, the new Ike series, uh, of Flambeau boxes and bags. Use the promo code IkeLive for 20% off your entire order at FlambeauOutdoors.com. Brought to you by Liquid Mayhem. Scent is important. You gotta put this stuff on your bait. You're gonna get more bites. Makers of great scent flavors like shad, garlic, minnow, crawl, garlic, crawl, la, 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 leech. Uh, also available now. In a brand new clear color with new flavors like Nightcrawl and Anise Crowfish. Go to LookWithMayhem.com. Use, I love it. Use, I love it. Use the promo code IKELOVE25. 25% off everything on the Liquid Mayhem site. Brought to you by Hobie Kayaks. Hobie Kayaks are the Cadillac of kayaks. Yeah, we want it, Logan. Oh, we want it. Yeah, we want it. We need it. Hobie kayaks are the Cadillac of kayaks. Listen, kayak fishing changing the world. Go to hobiekayaks.com. Look at look at these things. The amazing pedal drive system, pedal drive 360, hands-free fishing, uh, amazing. Go to Hobie, hobiekayaks.com. Brought to you by TH Marine. TH Marine are the makers of amazing marine products for everything from kayaks to canoes to john boats to bass boats to biggie small yachts. Go to thmarine.com and check out some of their products. Also, announcing a real brand new Ike Live boat build featuring TH Ooh. products coming up. Oh, it's coming! Very exciting. Brought to you by Bass University. Uh, notice the empty chair today. Pete is uh, filming some BU stuff somewhere, maybe, or On maybe he's
1: Champlain for an open.
0: Yeah. Go to bu.com. Use the promo code TRYBU. You get ten free days, baby. Ten free days. Brought to you by Real Snot. Listen to me. You want further cast? You want smooth cast? You want to stop that stupid backlash on your braid at line? Use Real Snot. The real deal. I promise you. Try it. Go to realsnot.com. Use the promo code IKELIVE25. You get 25% off anything in there. And listen to this. Even better. They're nope. donating $1 of every purchase to the Ike Foundation. Thank you, guys, at Real Snot.
1: As of yesterday.
0: As of yesterday. Uh, Brought to you by Tackle Warehouse. Everybody I know, including KVD, uses Tackle Warehouse. Go to TackleWarehouse.com. Order all your latest tackle there. And if you spend over $50, use the promo code IKELIVE and you get your shipping free. Brought to you by Line Cutters. Line Cutters cuts line like butter. 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 Smooth, easy. The new flush mount. I have it on every single boat I own. Best product ever invented. Go to LineCutters.com. Use the promo code IKERULES20 for 20% off your line cutter's purchase. And uh, last but not least, brought to you by Traeger Grills. Um, man, you've seen us grilling here the last five or six shows. Gosh, everything from fish to meat to salad. Put it on a Traeger grill. Salad. <laughs> and, it, and it tastes amazing. right, let's do this. Amazing. All right, great show. James Elam, possibly Skeet Reese. Uh, upper Bay cancellation. And finally, Randy Flowers, Randy Flowers coming to you in the next couple minutes. Come on. Come on. Let's go.
2: Warning The following live webcast might contain content that some people find crude, vulgar, or objectionable. When watching this program, please make sure the room is well lit and do not sit too close to the screen. If you're uptight, easily offended, or lacking a sense of humor, please stop watching right now and leave the internet. Now it's time for
3: laugh. What is this foolishness? How many dreams
1: can you shape in a minute, an hour? The kind of clean you like best. Lost three of my teeth too. All right, so you lost. Next time you win. Steamy, hot, hearty, delicious, invigorating.
0: Folks at home, folks at home, how you doing tonight? I hope you're having a wonderful <laughs> Saturday. I know I am. It's a glorious weekend. Hope you got big plans this weekend. Hope you're going to do something safe and fun. We've got a great show in store for you tonight. I'm so excited. Uh, you're going to notice something right off the giddy. My normal co host sitting to my right, the crust of the show, Pete Klusik, is not here tonight. Pete is driving to Lake Champlain. To prepare for the next Northern Open. Pete, if you're listening in tonight, we miss you already. Uh, drive safe. Hope you have a great event next week. But even better that Pete Glusick, our guest tonight, uh, <laughs> in studio guest, instead of sitting on the casting couch, we've got him in beach Chair tonight. And I'm so happy to have this guy in studio. He's been on the show before. The one and only
4: James Elam joins Whee! us. James, how are you doing tonight? I am good. Um uh, yeah, happy to be here. Great to see you. I'm uh, sorry I had to take Pete's place, but No, yeah. it's a it's a good thing. Pete's kind of a pain in the ass anyway,
0: so yeah. I'm glad you're here. <laughs> uh James, we're we're gonna have a great show tonight. We're gonna be talking about a lot of stuff about you. We're gonna be talking about Upper Chesapeake Bay, uh and we might get uh, this Randy Flowers guy on the phone. Brandy I'm not Dallas. I'm not sure, but it's gonna be a great show. It's Brandy gonna be exciting. Dallas.
4: That's gonna be highlight. It's gonna be
0: hot. Uh tonight on the casting couch we have a very special in studio guest. Uh uh, Brian DeCarpenter, Carpenter, one of Brian DeCarpenter's Carpenter's sons, the very talented Logan Stockle joins us tonight. Logan, Ooh. how are you? Good, Good to Logan. see you tonight. And and thank you for bringing uh, a musical interest to me. What is this thing called again? Bassoon. It's a bassoon. It's an amazing instrument. Logan that will be playing for us tonight on and off through some breaks, and I'm so excited to have a musical guest with us tonight. Logan, thank you for joining us tonight. Very excited. In the booth tonight are normal two knuckleheads, uh, creating a beautiful, put together show. Brian the Carpenter, how you doing tonight, Brian? Good to good, see buddy.
1: you. Fantastic, eh?
0: And uh, your sidekick, uh, Eric, Eric the Intern, A.K.A. E, A.K.A. Uh, e Rock. E Rock, Squid Rock. Squidward Egg-work. in the house tonight. Eggwork. How you doing tonight, guys? Doing good. Dude, you guys are almost becoming the famous duo of the South Jersey uh, tournaments here. Talking about North Jersey, South Jersey. You guys are dominating some of these events. Oh, I wouldn't go that far. Oh,
1: okay. <laughs> All right. I think Keith and uh I think the Cowans are dominating, but uh,
0: yeah, and Brian, you want to give us a, a special shout out. By the way, let everybody know, Brian DeCarpenter uh brought tonight an amazing Sicilian pie. Sicilian. Uh, brought some Stromboli and a couple other little, what other little, uh, uh, some mushroom mushrooms, mushrooms and stuff. Uh, amazing. You want to get let everybody yeah, know who's at John,
1: that? R- Johnny uh, Valdez at Randazzo's Pizza.
0: Randazzo's in the house. Shout out to Randazzo's. Thank you for the pizza. tonight. Very, very good. Very tasty. It was lovely. Uh, guys, we gotta, we gotta. This is funny because we threw this show together. Unexpectedly, a lot of strange things happened in the last three or four days. Uh, but it allowed us, the beauty of some of that strange things, it allowed us to put together a last minute Ike Live. Indeed. Uh, hats off to Brian. Brian, thank you for putting this together in such short notes.
1: Yes. Did a good job. Thank you for allowing it to happen, Mike. You're
0: welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, we should probably allow, uh, thank Becky, Becky and Heather, or actually, more for allowing this show to happen. They They're out there. Thank you, guys. Wait, you'll guess me what I'm oh. <laughs> okay. Becky, sit down real quick. Heather, maybe you should come in too. We'll have everybody on the couch tonight. Uh, Becky, how you doing tonight? Come on. i on. Oh, I'm on. Oh Hold. my god, you're loud. Heather, come, come sit on, down. Come on, Heather. Too. Come on. Come sit. Get the other headset. Uh wow, this is great, oh, man. I'm sitting on it. This is Hair. very unique. We have two women, two beautiful ladies on the couch with us tonight at Inglewood. Uh this Ms. never happens. Ms. We Rebecca. have a lot of
5: ladies in here, but they're not technically women, they're just whiny.
0: Yes, Miss Rebecca and, <laughs> <What>? and Heather. <laughs> oh, Thank right. you guys. Thank you guys for being on. I'm gonna ask both of you, what are you guys wearing tonight? Beck, we'll start with you. What are you who are you wearing tonight?
5: I'm so excited. I want my clothing doesn't matter, but look at my gorgeous <laughs> necklace. It's, it's unique. Rick Klun's wife, Melissa. Melissa Klun. Melissa Klun has a jewelry company. She yes. sells like I guess around Ava, but on Facebook as well. Yeah. Rural.
0: Rural royalty. Rural royalty. That was hard to say. I'm sorry. Thank you. Rural royalty. Yes. Okay, everybody out there watching Melissa Klun, the great Rick Klun's wife, uh, making some amazing custom jewelry. I like it. Rural. What is it? Rural.
5: Rural royalty. Rural royalty. royalty. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why that's so hard to say. Three times in a row. This is my first champagne. (laughs) It's tough. Rural royalty. Rural royalty. Rural royalty. Oh boy. Rural
4: royalty. Rural royalty. (laughs) royal so? royalty very,
0: very is that too small no or i mean, mean, that, or I mean not good. small but counts an, counts, as I an as
5: an viewer yeah you don't get a discount
0: no you don't get any discount
5: but you don't need one because yeah. her stuff is so affordable.
0: Is that right? It's beautiful.
5: I think everything's like under $50 or something. It's, it's wild.
0: It's gorgeous. Heather, who are you wearing tonight? He's
5: like, "Listen, evil. I was not informed that I was going to be sitting here, so we'll we'll leave it at that."
0: Okay. <laughs> I, like,
3: I, like, I like the outfit.
0: I think it's lovely.
3: <laughs> we're we're kind of, you know, so you? I know we didn't do the same some color purpose. scheme. Yeah, white
0: and black. It's good. It's good. It's, <laughs> very, yeah, it's very it's very nice. Black uh Man, we got a gr- we got a great show. Let me before we get into the show, let me start as we always every like live. I want to thank the military out there. I want to thank the veterans and uh, active military men and women. Thank you guys for what you do. It's a crazy effing world. Uh, also, shout out to all our policemen, our firemen, our EMT. Uh, thank you guys. We appreciate your service. Uh, man, let me let Brian. Let me say it again because there are people probably just tuning in right now. That don't know this, but we've got James Elam sitting next to me right now. It's yep. amazing. I love having guys in the studio, not a thousand miles away on Skype. Uh, we might get Skeet Reese. This is we're this trying. Is, w- would you put this Brian De Carpenter at 50-50, 60-40, 70-30? Give me a percent. I like well, to talk percents here.
1: As, as of this morning, he said, "Yeah, let's do it." But I am 0 for 3 in my skeet attempts. This okay. Try number, I think, 4. So. All right. Well, So that's a maybe. It's a big maybe. It's a definite maybe. It's a definite maybe. Okay. <laughs> it's as good as I can call it. Okay. It's a definite maybe. Uh, we're
0: also going to be talking about digging into the recent Chesapeake Bay, Upper Chesapeake Bay postponement. Yep. Yep. Talking about some of the ins and outs of that. Maybe some stuff you hadn't heard before. And then as a grand finale to the show, last but definitely not least, Randy Flowers joining us. and uh, that's Mr. Right. Randy. Mr. No, that's not Randy. Mr. Flowers is has already become an iconic name in the bass fishing world. We're going to be finding out who Randy is, a little bit about his background, and also he's going to be giving us insight into the dark world of professional fishing. What does that mean? What's the dark world of professional fishing? I don't know. Is
5: everybody, I am? am I on? Can everybody IM what they would ask Randy Flowers? Yes. Because I want to know what the world wants to know from Randy Flowers. Yes. All right.
0: So speaking of that, please, definitely we want to hear from you. If you've got questions, comments for any of our guests, including James Elam, Randy Flowers, whoever else, hit us up on the IM right there next to your screen. You could also hit us up on our social media feeds at Ike Live Show Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Brian DeCarpenter, we're giving away some amazing prizes, right, for great comments that come in tonight.
3: Is
1: that
0: what you want to do? Yes. And also, <laughs> okay. we're announcing the winner yes, of our TH Marine yes. contest okay. that we ran last week. Yeah. Uh, And, and I'm going to get Eric and you guys to talk a little bit about that in a second. You want to hold on to that?
1: that you so want to hold wants, on to it? Or you want to kick it right off?
0: No, nah, let's hold on to that right, for a little bit because I think that's exciting. Okay. Uh, so definitely want to hear from you guys. I want to start with James since you're, you're kind of in Pete's seat. First of all, what does it feel like to be in Pete's seat right now?
4: It was warm, you know. He had it broke in from last time, the last show.
1: What was it? Just a week ago? It was, yeah. It was actually less than a week ago, right? Because it was. But yeah, but Pete wasn't here for that. Oh, Pete wasn't here for BU. No, you slide. So uh, you, yeah, you're sitting on Atthaphol, Kevin Short, and uh, yeah, those two. Ron oh. And Ron Champion. Yeah. And Ron
0: Champion.
4: Wow. Yeah.
0: It's a lot of heat sitting in that it's a chair. A lot of heat.
1: Ron. Yeah oh uh, yeah i'm yeah. gonna have to perform
0: you're gonna have to perform now now <laughs> <laughs> now, james uh you were here today uh and the last few days hanging around after the cancellation doing some work for mullocks a media event for mullocks working with some great writers photographers working with mullocks how's it been working with mullocks products
4: the last few days in this media event it's been awesome you know today was easy because you know we go throw mullocks stuff and catch bass so uh that, that was the easy part. Where'd you fish today, by the way? Uh, Lake X. Lake
0: X. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay.
4: I've so, heard of that place. Yeah. Oh, God.
3: I, don't I don't even. Eric's know
0: smiling going. in the back. Look
4: at him. We didn't gotta, throw anything. I, I gotta get
0: that out.
3: There.
4: We didn't throw anything pink today, Eric. <laughs>
3: That's
4: a shame. You would have caught more fish. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. I'm just kind of running with pink. the pink thing at this point. It's crazy you now.
0: Um. The Mullock stuff, I I, I got to tell you, James, you've been fishing it for a while, but this is your first official year with mullicks. Mm-hmm. Tell me what, in your opinion, what's one of the strengths of some of the mullick stuff?
4: Well, they're different, you know. Uh, when you throw a mullock's lure, all the you know stuff that they got is just a little bit different than what's out there, and uh, you know the Italian design is pretty neat. It's uh, that that's the main thing that stands everything apart. So uh, they catch a lot of fish. So. You know, that in itself is the highest quality, I would say, is that yeah. they're a little bit different than everything else out there.
0: Right. G- great example of that. And, and, Brian Carpenter, you're going to be interested in this, too. Got out there today, uh, weightless plastics, wacky rig style plastics, you know, are phenomenal this time of the year. And I was throwing a pretty traditional looking one. I And you outfished me throwing a pretty unique uh, nail weight, wacky rig style bait. Tell Uh-oh. me the name of that bait. Tell me the name of that. About- Look, I know. He said, uh-oh, because you don't want me to give this away. No, I want to hear it. Tell me the name of that bait. And, and, and it's a little different. It makes it special. Tell me about it. It's the Molix
4: Sligo. And so it's a five and a half inch uh, straight bait, yeah. cigar-shaped. Um, but the really special thing about it is it's got spade tail. And the ta- uh, tail tail narrows down. Yeah, yep. you've seen it before. Yep. So it's a really good nail weight bait, Nico rig, whatever you want to call it. Uh, you know, wacky rig with the nail on the bottom. So that's what that big one came on today, out in the middle of the pond. So, I mean, Lake X.
0: Middle middle of Lake X, one of those roamers out it was there.
4: A, it was a big one. Yeah, and also, real quick, I do want to talk about
0: one of the new products I saw you using. I got to hear a few of the strikes yeah. and watch you catch yeah. them, which is cool. I'm like 60 to 80 feet away, and I heard the bites. Ooh. Pretty insane, fishing a frog. Oh, it's got to be a frog. Yeah, a lot of you saw it at ICAST this year. It's a brand new frog from Mullix. It's called a Supernato Frog. This is kind of a hybrid frog. Tell everybody about that bait a little bit.
4: It is. So, you know, for me, like the supernatal frog, it's it's got, you know, these legs that kick. And that's basically replaced all frogs for me because I can do anything that I can with a traditional frog with that lure. I can fish it slow still. But in between, you know, grass mats or whatever, I can just crank it and I can catch an open water fish on it. Whereas other frogs, you know, don't have that action. So that's what's cool about it to me. Um, yeah. and even better, uh, you know, if a pike bites your tails off or something like that, you can just replace them. So it's got a good screw lock in it, and it's got two little prongs to hold it in place so it won't come undone. And you can put anything on there you want. You know, you can put yeah, a you worm modify on modify it. Yeah, you can put a plastic worm on there or whatever, a grub. Right. So it's it's awesome. It's cool bait.
3: Yeah. Uh, keep
0: your eye out for that, guys. It's coming out from Mullocks real yep. soon. Launched at cast. I, I want to get a little bit away from talking about fishing, uh, sponsor stuff. And, James, this is something that we ask everybody uh, especially when they're in studio, and I do I want to talk about your background a little bit and how you got to fishing. Tell me about tell me where you grew up and tell me how you got into this sport. What what was your background in getting into into
4: fishing? Well, growing up, you know, I'm from northeast Oklahoma, so there's a lot of great bass fishermen from that area you know area of the country, and uh, we've got a lot of great lakes. And growing up, I fish with my dad, you know, so. From the time I was probably in diapers, yeah, you know, I was fishing. Was uh, he a him. tournament angler? Yes, yes, he was. He's, he's a good one. Uh, most everything I know comes from him, especially all the, you know, basic stuff, for sure. Uh, we fished together in father and son tournaments growing up and then graduated into just normal team tournaments. Yeah. You know, until, you know, I started doing this, but... Uh, yeah, that's how I got started. You know, all my uncles, uh, all my family knows how to fish. My, my mom and my grandma are really good English too. You know, right. just cause that's the culture of our family. Yeah. So, uh, that's how I got involved is, uh, you know, someone older taking me.
0: Yeah. Now here's an interesting thing. I, and I, I love this about your story is that there are a bunch of the new, young, talented guys like yourself. Uh, Matt Lee, Jordan Lee, um, a lot of guys, I, I I could rattle off about ten or twelve really good young younger pros coming up right now, that took the college route, and and I I'd love it because it wasn't there when I was young. But tell me a little about tell me about your college experience, your degree, and then did you fish? You fished college team? Yeah, and, yeah, and
4: yeah. yeah, So tell me about that a little bit. So uh, I went to Oklahoma State University. I fished, uh, you know, through up to a college, and you know when it was time to go to school. Uh, I didn't make my decision on, you know, where I'm going to go based upon, you know, if they have a fishing team or not. Right. I I went and got a, you know, I wanted to get a degree in landscape architecture. So that's what I did. Uh, Right about the time I was. What? Wait a minute. Look at. Did you just see what happened? What? I I just saw this. Seriously. Uh, Brian Carpenter,
0: can can we get a uh, help us out real quick? Give us a casting couch shot because look at what just happened to Becky's face. Hold on. Watch this again. I'm going to mention it again. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. Ready? <laughs> James Elam, what is your degree in from college?
4: Landscape architecture.
5: Oh, my God. Look at it. It's her dream. It's her dream degree. <laughs> I, All I right, saw... So every little kid wanted to be like a ballerina or a fireman. I was a little right. kid. I was like, I want to be a landscape architect. Wow. Whoa! That's crazy. Small,
4: small How about world. that? That's crazy. Beck. I did it. Yep. It's
0: Can crazy. we
5: play in the yard
3: tomorrow?
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh, we man, told you funny. we were put you to work, yeah. but you didn't know what ways. I Did noticed you? all the landscaping outside. I had no,
5: and. I, I have no degree, so I just and randomly built that all stuff. all yourself. Yeah. I was telling Logan, yeah. I was like, look at this, they do this all themselves. With it's no amazing. sense. That's you why stuff's job. falling over. <laughs> yeah, stuff small <laughs> <bar>. <laughs> no, yeah stuff's
4: great. dying. You know. So we, so we, Bec- kind,
5: we kind of learn as we go. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah Becky told great. me you
4: guys spray paint trees and oh stick
5: everything. Oh yeah, yeah weird,
0: everything. Weird stuff. Yard ornaments and but it's cool. I'm all
5: about it. Yeah, it's
0: awesome. So a degree in land landscape architecture, which doesn't necessarily translate directly to bass fishing. It doesn't. But a lot of your classes, I'm sure helped you in the long run. Yeah, well,
4: I mean, the hard work, I guess, and and you know, I guess that carries over. Yeah. But uh, you know, actually about the time I was a freshman is right when college fishing just got started. So, about the time I'm a sophomore, we, we put a club together about four guys. By the time I graduated, there was 40 of us and we had wow. like 12 boats, so Wow. I saw like the beginning and the evolution of the sport yeah. in college. Yeah. So, that was pretty neat and, you know, Fish some national championship tournaments, yeah, uh, and got to fish some college tournaments. Wow! Yep. So now, yeah. how much it, looking back, th- that experience
0: um, fishing college tournaments, college teams, is that something you can look back on and say that was a huge help to what I do now, or was it just? Just kind of a gradual
4: learning piece. I would say it was a, it was both. It was definitely a gradual learning piece, but it got me to step out of my comfort zone. I, uh, I never fished outside of like Arkansas and Texas or Arkansas and Oklahoma, you know, got me out, you know, different lakes, different places around the country. And I could learn how to fish different places, which is, uh, really critical nowadays because we're all over the country. Yeah yeah that that was probably the best thing about that, and then you know you meet a lot of people you network and and that's all good so
0: do you ever do you ever look look back and say man i I don't know if I should have did this I wish I could have been a should have been a landscape architect
4: no no you you' yeah. you're
0: enjoying what you're doing now
4: now it was tough to get a job when I got out of school, yeah so it yeah. was around two thousand ten
0: now do you ever look at a lake like Lake X today, look out there at that field of vegetation and just want to redesign it? Just move the hydrilla mat somewhere. Yeah, make maybe
3: it,
4: add a little lily pad. Yeah, make it patchier. Get rid of that scummy black stuff that's oh,
0: no. it, it's growing out there. You mean the pussy snot? Yeah, no. Uh, uh, it's black Death, man. Black, black Death. Oh, the Black Death. Black
1: Death. How's your Spanish, by the way? Uh, used to be okay, but now I don't remember anything. Yeah, you're pink then. You the fishing. I'm, yeah,
4: it's too late. I can't go back now. I'm in the trap.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're caught in the trap. in the trap
4: you are quite the trap yeah uh so you graduate college and then
0: you see this thing called professional fishing you have your eye on it what what's what's what what makes you jump into it what what's well, the deal
4: i mean yeah you know growing up as a young kid an angler I always wanted to do that of course uh, fish seriously you know but I always knew how hard it probably was to do that i w- I wasn't you know reluctant to that you know yeah. I, I mean i I knew it was tough so uh, I never really set my goals on trying to you know, do that for sure, but what happened is uh, the Bassmaster Classic came around to Grand Lake, yep. and I tried to jackpot the Opens to try to win one and fish on Grand Lake because I fished Grand Lake all the time. just so happened I, you know, qualified for the Elite Series that way and just did it. Right, right. Never so, looked back. No.
5: So what year was that?
4: That was 2012 when I fished the Opens and qualified for the elites for the first year in the 2013 season, so.
5: Gotcha. Yeah. I remember that classic well.
4: Yeah, yeah. Mike, Mike uh, was right there, what, tied for tied yeah. for first day. I had a, yeah, I had a good first day. I remember the weigh-in. I was sitting there. I
0: had, a, I I had there. a good first day, and then my, my bite kind of fizzled. A lot of it was, uh, I was affected by the boat traffic for sure. Yeah. But
4: Absolutely. a lot of it
0: was just, I think that bite was fizzling, the bite that yeah. I was on. It's but a
4: tough time of year. Yeah,
0: you know, it is what it is. And that dog, I think, followed me, because we heard a dog barking all day today. Yeah. Did you hear that thing whining out there? I did. I it might have been a dog it, from Oklahoma. It's like you're haunted. I'm haunted by dogs. Yeah. Irv. Irv. Uh, by the way, Brian De Carpenter, is it oh, yeah. interesting? James doesn't have what I would consider an Oklahoma accent. I, what is an Oklahoma I can, accent? I don't know. I've just on. heard Jeffers a lot. I don't have one
1: either. No. He yells a lot. No,
0: but there are a lot of <laughs> there are a lot of Oklahomans that have a more distinct Oklahoma accent. If if I had met you off the street and didn't know where you were from, I couldn't really place you. Where would you say? Yeah, you you couldn't place I you could know? I would place you down south, but not right. necessarily Oklahoma. It probably yeah. be more like, I don't know. What do you think?
4: Virginia?
5: Virginia. Honest you, to God. Really? You have wow. a very, Close your eyes. And, yes. and James and John Cruz sound exactly the same. Yeah. What
4: about Proznik? No. No. Nah. No. Proznik sounds he's
5: like in Fat like, Cat. He's in like Hillbilly, Virginia. Oh,
4: there's a difference. Yeah. Yeah,
0: no, Virginia is what I thought. Like, if I closed yeah. my eyes and heard talking, That's I'd crazy. see the, the floppy hair. You know, the Virginian floppy hair. You'd have, like, a pink polo on. No. And no. you'd have vanity tags on your car.
5: Th- this is – I'm from Virginia, so this is his okay. his dig. Um, <laughs> Makes sense. But, honest, I, can we do something where we put, like, John Cruz clip and James clip? You guys say things exactly the no, same. No, they're not
0: that talented back there. They can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> They just—they didn't even look. They are like, no, no, we're not doing
5: that. I tried. <laughs> yeah,
0: we're not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Told you. We're uh, on Instagram. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, I, I got to, you know, you've had, in my opinion, so this is your, what year is this? In this your, is my sixth year. Sixth year. Yeah. In my opinion, you had a spectacular career thus far. How would you rate your first six years of professional fishing?
4: I hope so. I think the last three years have been really good. Um, uh, Maybe, yeah, the last four, probably. Three. Uh, yeah, what is this? this? Yeah. So my third year is really when things, you know, changed for me. You know, The end of my third year. Right. The first two were tough, you know. Right. I finished 75th, 70th in the points or something, which isn't terrible, you yeah. know, starting out. Yeah. Uh, but things really started clicking for me then, and it just takes that long to get established, get, you know. What was the difference? What
3: was the difference? No want, you no one you one hear that from so many yeah. people.
0: We've heard, we've had guys in here that are rookies, that are sophomores, that are juniors, that said, you
4: know, God, it was tough, but all of a sudden something clicked. What is it? What was it for you? For me, it was the fishing more than anything. You know, from the get go, I felt, you know, confident I could compete. It's just knowing all the things you need to know before you show up to the lake. Because, right. Uh, you know. You don't know those things, you know. Like, yeah I mean I I don't you don't come to the Chesapeake Bay from Oklahoma and, and know what to do. So yeah. Uh, that's kinda what I was battling mostly. And when you when you go around the United States, you know, a couple times, a couple different seasons, the next time you come back you start to know what you need to do right from the get go. Yeah. And, you know, with our short practices and everything, that's the that's the keys. Yeah. You know, knowing what to do right what, off
0: the bat. What is there's a lot of guys watching and listening right now that are aspiring, they're in college, they want to do this and they and they think how you know what's give them a tip to utilizing a two and a half day practice period because it's a short period of time on a big place that you've never been. What how do you approach that? What's the strength for you to I, do that?
4: I think the biggest thing is uh, you're not gonna find everything out in two and a half days. You're not gonna figure everything out. You, you know sometimes you find a really good place. You know you can you know find a glory hole and you can do really well. Right, mm-hmm. that's cool, but that mm-hmm. doesn't always happen. But where you find yeah. Where I, I found one
0: in the bathroom at Sparkles one time. Me and Mike fished and one last year.
4: At Millax. What?
0: Oh no, it was it was Ashante. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah.
5: <laughs> I try. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm sorry.
0: So yeah, where where were we there? Yeah, so uh I don't know, I just keep seeing that thing that you pulled out of the wall. <laughs>
4: <laughs> it's it's laying Why face has, down right now. Michael yeah, Joseph I, Listen, listen. I was pointing to Logan and showing him, I'm like, look, look, look. That's your dad
0: <laughs> He's got a man's hardworm and a pick in his hand. Oh my pick. He up, said he place.
5: remembered. He remembered. Yeah, yeah. he recognized the Paul's.
1: It's definitely right.
5: So creepy. Yeah.
1: Oh, by the way, James, uh, somebody on the IM board, who suggested that? Uh, Tommy. Go ahead.
4: Tommy would like you to redesign Dave Brozick's hairline when you get a chance.
0: Redesign Dave Brozick's hairline? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With your uh, landscape architecture. With your degree. That's a good yeah, one. Okay. So, so short practice, <laughs> don't try to fish at all.
4: Yeah, well, no. Yeah, that's the thing. Well, no. Um, yeah, you got to fish. you got to fish hard. Fish uh, hard. Just like you do. So... Um, figure out as much as you can practice but a lot of that comes down to the to in the tournament keeping an open mind and right. practicing during the tournament. three so, yeah. Yes, yes. So Yeah. That's a big deal for me is just being confident in that not worrying about trying to figure it all out then. Yeah. You got to have something go off and uh just being pretty pretty good with your guessing before you get there, you know, pick a couple areas and you can't do too much. Yeah.
0: So. Yeah. We've actually it's funny cuz we've ended up in the same spot a few times in yeah. the last few years. Yeah. Uh I I when we had you on before, I mentioned. I know a lot of guys remember that we ended up in the same spot at Malax at the AOI Championship. Mm-hmm. Man, we it was nice because you kind of allowed me to fish around and we shared water really good. And I appreciate that because that was a big reason I You're I welcome. think I got to the Classic that year. And we ended up at the same place at Owahi this
4: year, which was interesting. Yeah, I, I, was, I almost started there, but I you know what I mean. Yeah, like, I don't know if you started there. I what? didn't
0: start there. I didn't start. I started a lot of other places, and I got there probably. 20 minutes before you did.
4: And how many did you catch? There I caught,
0: four? oh, I caught one off of all those boulders. Yeah. I caught four. One four, off yeah. each of those four big boulders. Yeah.
4: But and they were, they were, they were pound and a halfers. Right, big right. Ones. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I, I didn't know how big a fish they were, but.
0: Right. Yeah, that's good to know. Yeah, they weren't big ones. Yeah, that's. But, funny. but in that tournament, it was a big boost. Yeah, them, you know that, that
4: boulder deal was a dying deal. Once you caught a fish it off. It was a, a boulder, dying the, the, deal. Yeah, the, the, there wasn't a new one coming. So. No, no, they were, were they were they post spawners with fry or were I they? I think so. I think so. Yeah. You know, I, I caught the first day. I caught four fish off of boulders. Actual, fi, actual fish I'd caught in practice, and they even had the hook mark in them and everything. Wow! Same so, fish. Yeah, so they had to be some kind of you know post spawn. You know, they yeah. were hanging around garden. Yeah. Surely. Yeah. Interesting. So. Interesting.
0: Um, I now I wanna I wanna switch gears here a little bit, Brian the Carpenter, and I wanna get your take on the sport in general. I I really I want to hear it because we hear so much on Ike Live from Veterans of the sport who say, you know, man, I've been fishing 20 years, 25 years, and here's the state of the sport. Um, I'd, I'd actually like to get it from from your perspective. You're one of the young guys. You've been in it six years. Um, you're going to be here another 15 or 20 years. I hope so. Yeah, you'll be here another 15 or 20 years.
4: Uh, what's your take right now on the state of the sport? You know, I honestly – for me, like a, something that I do is I try to stay out of a lot of the ch- talk and chatter and stuff like that. And I try to just fish, you know, as hard as I can and try to make the, you know, best decisions I can. Uh, that's, that's one thing about fishing in itself. And, and this, uh, and, you know, as a professional is you don't know the future of the sport sometimes. You right. don't know where it's heading. Right. And, you know, I don't feel like I really do know the answer to that. So, yeah. uh, that's something that is scary. You know, if if you want to do this for a living, that's that's something you need to know because yeah. you don't ever there's no guarantees.
0: Right, right. How how have uh, I know again a lot of people watching want insight onto how to work with sponsors. And 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 I noticed with you, you know, you've done a really great job in securing a big portfolio at a at a at an early stage of your career.
4: You've been working with some amazing companies. Give give guys some insight on how you've done such a good job at that. Yeah, so that's that's the hardest thing, you know. Sometimes you know starting off, and I, and I didn't have that help, you know, from everybody starting off. Right. Of course, uh, y- you do have to get out there and catch fish and uh, do things right, and uh, the rest comes. Yeah. But uh, you know, daylight donuts was really really critical for me. Yeah. In the big, beginning, big big supporter. Yeah. Of yeah. So they yeah. they supported me my rookie season. Yeah. And I'm still with them today. Wow. So uh, that's been a really big deal for me. Yeah. And one of the biggest, so
3: by the way, every, every,
4: if,
0: if if there's somebody watching right now and they want to get a, a daylight donut. Daylight what? donuts? Yeah, they're all over the US. All over the US? Yeah. How how can they get a hold of a donut?
4: They go to the donut shop early in the morning. Okay. So uh,
0: Daylight Donuts is the
4: supplier of donut places. Or are they the they they, they have little stores all little over stores. the US? Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. So oh, cool. just like a uh, any other donut shop, you know that you've you've seen around. Man. Uh, but, yeah, they're really good. Uh, Eric glazed, likes pink donuts. Glazed are great. Uh, the bear
1: claws are great. Find a carver. We got a question on the IM board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone wants to know how much Biffle sold you those shorts for. Oh, oh! Are, they, are they short? <laughs> it's because I'm, I'm daddy long knows. legs over here. I don't think they're Biffle short. They're bad. No, the people think they are. No. <laughs> Therefore, no. they are. I don't see any junk hanging out. <laughs>
0: biffles, the actual stuff's hanging out. I don't see anything hanging.
1: All right, well, it's the, the night is young. The night yeah, is young. Yeah, yeah.
0: Right, here's the other thing, Brian, I, I, I want to tell you something that's very interesting. And I, I saw it um, when I fished side-by-side with James last year in yeah. the Mille Lacs Championship. I saw it today on the water. And I want to talk about this. I want to get – James, I want to get your take. And, and I want to get Brian, Eric, everybody. I want to get everybody's take on this. The different styles of fishing – and let me let me go into this. I can vividly remember being at Malax. And I'd look over, and we had this amazing morning spot where we started. And these are, I'm talking about four, legitimate four to maybe sometimes five-pound smallmouths. And I would look over at James. He'd be hooked up, sometimes on a spinning rod, and just so calm. Yes. Almost to the point where you didn't even know he had a fish on, right, bro? Like fighting this fish. And it's a giant. And he's just taking his time, no emotion, just very calm, calm. Relaxed and gets the smallmouth the boat. Same thing today. I looked over there. I watch you. I watched him catch a lot of four and five pounders today. Just you wouldn't even know he had a fish on. Just calm. Yeah. And man. and and dude, I and for me, it's the I I can a remember mess, being dude. at Malax, dude. You're a wreck. I hook a three and a half pounder. I'm running around. I'm panicking. I'm like, oh god, he's gonna come up. He's gonna come up. And I, oh no, he's got one treble hooking him. And I'm just running and I'm frantic every time I hook a fish. Yes. Dude, we're, it's so different the styles of fishing. I, I I gotta be honest with you. I I think I like from from a standpoint of being good at this in the sport and being more effective. I think you got a better strategy, right? Because you're calm. Maybe, yeah. You're you're you know you're you know the the highs might not be as high. But the lows aren't as low, right? You're just even. That's a fact. Dude. You're just even, and nobody I think gets
1: as high or as low as you. No, know. and that's a good thing. I think
0: the evenness of that makes you a more solid angler, yeah. right? Yeah. But tell me a little bit about that, because I noticed that. Is that something you try to do? Yeah. Okay. I've
4: learned to do that. All right. That's tell me it, about that. I guess it's an it's like a thing I've adapted to in in some way because you know you know starting out you know you have a lot of bad things happen to you you know your first two years you miss cuts because of one fish at the yeah. end of the day after the second day. that happened to me um it really happened to me probably like four times the second year and that yeah. really kicks you and beats you down so yeah you got to learn how to not let that stuff bother you that much and uh if you can stay on a moderate even keel yeah. line you're better off i think and that's the best for me Um uh, you know, trying not to just you know, if you lose one, you lose one. Right. You know what I mean. It, yeah. And it still it it bugs you. But, yeah. Um, it, it's gonna happen, I guess. And you know, going crazy for me like that doesn't. I mean, I just try to pay all you know full attention to a fish, especially smallmouth. I'll fight them for till they're done. And right. Then, and then I try to get them in. But yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I just that's just what I do. I yeah. Guess.
0: It's awesome, Brian. Get your um, thoughts on that, man. Is it is it better to be even keeled or is it better to have those extreme highs and lows. Everybody's. I
1: try to stay especially when fighting Can't a hear you. Fish. I say I. I, I <laughs> oh boy. Here we go. I push that damn button. Yeah. Um, You're calm. I've noticed that. Uh, yeah, You're I've calm. really tried to stay calm when fighting a fish these days. It's something like like James was saying that I, I I really try to focus on, you know, fight the fish, let the fish wear himself out. I don't know, man. Maybe maybe watching these guys on social media with their. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, that's eh, a little bit of a turnoff. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. I want, to, I want to enjoy the moment. I work so hard to get a damn bite. Yeah. Live here in Jersey, a good day's four bites. <laughs> I want to enjoy the damn bite. Tell shit, me about right? it. <laughs> Jesus. I want to live in that moment. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. That, that, I just think if you get comfortable, dude, we grew up with, with Fritz. Oh yeah, and 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 setting his drag to where he could pull it with his lips, you with know? his lips, walking it around the boat. Yeah, worked for him. He yeah. tore it up there for a minute. Right, with monofilament, mono, old pistol school, pistol yeah,
3: yeah,
1: lose. So yeah. anyhow, I, I like to live in the moment a little bit and yeah. take my time with them. Yeah, and I don't think I could do what you do anyhow. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't operate at your at your pace. Yeah. I don't know. I don't I'd know. Fuck I, everything up. I I I like I I like that
0: that even that even keel. I like I like that. You yeah, know, good I luck think. with it. I I mean, if I could go back in time, I think from a performance standpoint, I'm saying I think that's a better
1: a You'd better would Need way. medication, Mike.
0: I wouldn't need medication. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they back you gotta remember, dude. I was born in seventy two. So they didn't diagnose that shit. Brian DeCarper, you're as <laughs> old as me. They don't diagnose that shit back in the yeah, day. You were yeah, just crazy. Yeah. I dude, I vividly remember. I swear to you, Brian, you know this story. I swear to you. Um I lived uh lived on Oakland Ave with my grandmother and grandfather for a lot of years, and my mom was a single mom. Eventually she bought a small little house on uh Orchard and um you know, I'd get home and I I was I had it kind of this way in everything in life, but I'd get home from school and I don't know we'd be freaking out about something or yelling and and I remember my mom came back and said yeah uh, it's funny the neighbors you know they came up into the office and she worked in municipality and she's like
1: she she thought she thought she thought uh, a re- you know skeet trying to holler. Keep going with she you thought
0: saying. a retarded kid lives next door. Because I'd be yelling so wait, much and like wait, freaking. <laughs> Hold on, Skeet.
1: <laughs> on. Hold on a second, Skeet. Wait, what'd you say?
0: Yeah, retarded. retarded. The my our neighbor we just moved in that they house. They said that about you. They thought I was, re- I because thought I was of, because retarded. Because all this, because all the screaming. Because of the screaming, the excitement, the yelling, they thought I was retarded. You know. But I mean, I've yeah, it's just who I am. You know what I mean? A little bit. But but they didn't diagnose that shit. To no, each I, his own. I
1: think I might have a uh, Skeet hot on the line, so let me let me chase this down. Okay,
0: let's chase down. Um. While we're waiting, let me remind everybody you're listening to a brand new, uh, off the cuff, special Ike Live brought to you on a Saturday night. Uh, special and studio guest James, e- James Elam sits to my right, or as we're going to call him later, Jason Elum. Or no, what is it?
4: Jason, Jason Elam. No, Elam. That's, Elam? Yeah. E- no, it's Elam. That's how you say Elam. Oh, okay. But- he says it, Elam. Elon. Elon. Jason, Elam. No, he said Elon with an Elon. N. Elon. Oh, Elon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Jason Elon. Elon. Jason Elon. Jason. Elon. You're
0: gonna get that a little later in the show. Yeah. Uh, we want to hear from you. Hit us up on the IM. am. Uh, Eric, the, Eric the intern. What do we got coming through? We got anything good besides the short, short jokes? A lot of people asking about Randy. It seems like the hype for Randy is real right now. The hype is real. The hype Definitely. is real. The hype real. is
1: real for Randy.
3: The hype is so real. Everyone wants to know, you know, who, who he is. All right, here we go. What are we doing? I yeah. can't hear anybody back. Yeah. In bit.
1: Okay. Yeah, the hype is real. So give me a second, I'm gonna to try to get on get skied on the line. Okay. And what you guys scream and piss and holler about the Chesapeake. Okay. <laughs> and then that's we're gonna awesome. get Randy on. All right, I
0: want to set this up. Uh so we're gonna we're gonna to change topics right now. Everybody that's watching and listening Ike live tonight. We're talking about the recent postponement of the Upper Chesapeake Bay event. Uh you know, it was scheduled for last week. Actually today would have been the third competition day, top fifty would have been fishing today, a lot of you that follow the blogs and uh, Bass Fan, Bass Master, Wired to Fish, all that, you know heavy floods, a lot of rain in a short period of time caused a lot of water to come down uh, the Susquehanna River and really, really put um, a lot of water into the upper Chesapeake Bay. The night of the meeting, uh, there was an emergency meeting between the uh, Angler Advisory Board uh, and the tournament officials at Bass, a decision was made late. I mean, really, 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 really late Wednesday night. According to my phone, I think it was about 11 o'clock, that the tournament was going to be, quote, unquote, postponed. I woke up to it 4.30 in the morning. honestly thought it was a joke, um, but it wasn't. They decided to cancel it, citing safety reasons, and... Uh, Big, big, big topic, and and I I want to get a lot of people's opinions on it. I don't trust anyone's opinion more than the guy that we have on the phone right now, and I'm excited because I think this is officially the first time we've had him on Ike Live, and I appreciate him coming on so much. The one and only Skeet Reese joins us on the phone tonight.
2: Skeet? What's up, player?
0: How you doing, Skeet? What's going on?
2: I'm good. I'm at the Hook, Big Fish, Classic, and... uh Ocean City, Maryland right now. Ocean City, Maryland. Pretty, yeah, it's pretty much a shit show. Okay. Is it, <laughs> is it
0: saltwater, freshwater? What's happening?
2: Saltwater. So, i guess since our tournament got canceled, I figured it might as well come back out another tournament. Now, these guys, it's, uh, yeah, they just fish, uh, doesn't matter, biggest fish, whether they catch a shark, a marlin, a tuna. Oh. They got a single biggest fish winner, and then they got a four-fish limit winner. So, it doesn't matter what you weigh. Wow! How so about, we came down here to check it out for a day.
0: Very, very cool. Now, are there any big logs floating out there where you're at?
2: There's no logs here.
0: <laughs> okay. Ah, <laughs> uh, <Scott, laughs> all right. No, we're talking about. Uh, we, we've we've been heading around at it, and I I love I value your opinion. Uh, we've been talking about this postponement or cancellation or whatever you want to call it. Um, you know, we've had a lot of IMs already come through. I'd say it's about 50-50 from our viewers. People agree or people don't agree. Uh, give me your thoughts, Skeet. And a lot of people out there, you know, want to know your thoughts on it as well.
2: Well, my personal opinion, they made the wrong decision. Uh, the thing is, you know the Chesapeake as well is uh, probably better than anybody, but the amount of fishable water on that place is, is insane. Right. Uh, it's one of the biggest watersheds that we've probably ever gone to. Yeah. And the the amount of affected water on that fishery with maybe, I'm going to be generous and say it's 5% of it. Right. That was affected. And, you know, it's, there's a lot of armchair fishermen out there listening. They're, they're bashing. Well, that that's fine. But until you're actually out there in the water, if you're fishing for a living, you're going have right? But there was so much fishable water that guys have a choice. So they, they could have gone up and flooded it within the log, saying it was unsafe. Um, but the fact is, there was, I don't know, there's a, there's a whole lot of other rivers that were fishable, that were not flooded, that had no debris. Um, so, yeah, I, unfortunately, I, I understand Bass's take on it. I mean, they're looking
3: from a liability standpoint. You know, they're
2: trying to cover their bases. Um, when they got fishermen that are worried about the water they're fishing being tampered, and then they're, you know, it becomes a fear factor. It's like, oh, gosh, what am I going to do with the bass now?
3: Um, I'm worried about hitting a log.
2: I get it. Yeah. Yeah, I'll hit logs. i spun out. I'll blow lower units off. I'll off. I've off. I've yeah. Um, and yeah. the thing is, in some fisheries, yes, it would have made a huge impact. But the amount of fishable water that was left on Chesapeake Bay was
3: astronomical.
0: Yeah, I, and that, that's a good point. That's a good point. And a lot of our listeners and viewers right now, and Brian the Carpenter, this is a rough estimate, but I want to let everybody listening know that the water that we could fish in the Upper Chesapeake Bay, and basically everything was a fair game. We couldn't go through the C and D Canal. There are there's over three hundred thousand acres of fishable water that we had access to. I, I agree with you, Skeet. Dude, that bay has is
1: that real three hundred thousand.
0: Uh, three hundred thousand is the number.
1: I know it's the second largest freshwater estuary it's, in the world.
0: That's correct. It's the second largest, and <laughs> is it really? It is, and the amazing thing to me is, dude, that that bay and the and the and the Susquehanna River that's been doing that for thousands of years. Dude, the bay knows how to handle a big influx of water. I told this story before. I want to tell it again, everybody. Skeet, they canceled it. I woke up that morning. I'm like, well, shit, I might as well head home. I'm an hour and a half away. I'm going to pack the truck. I packed the truck. be nice.
3: nice for you. Yeah, it was nice. <laughs> it was nice. Shit, I'm going to go home.
0: Um, packed the truck, and I had a house on the northeast. It was about halfway back into the northeast. I went out back before I left and looked down. The water was the cleanest. I've seen it all week, dude. It was yeah. beautiful. It was calm. There was bait jumping. And I felt bad. I felt awful that that decision was made. I did. I had a I had a I had a, a knot in my stomach that the wrong decision was made. I just want to put you on the spot right now, Skeet, and ask you this flat out: Did did people's bad? Did did our anglers? Did our body of anglers having a bad practice affect the decision not to fish this event? My gut decision is
2: yes. I don't know the honest answer. Uh, yeah, I would be speculating. But I do know that, yes, it was a tough practice. I mean, I had a lot
3: more practice practices
2: than probably anybody. But I was still optimistic about going. I was just going fishing and doing my job and catch, to catch what I had catch. But I do know that, yeah, that from what the comments I heard from the board, the advisory board, and the comments the advisory board was getting from. Um, the angler that they reached out to was that, yeah, there was a lot of them that felt like, yeah, there was, in. I know a portion of them were fishing in a flat. Right. And so when their water got blown out, they're like, well, i got nowhere else to go, so what am I supposed to do? But because fishing was tough.
3: Right.
2: And guys are fishing all day and get no bites, one bite, two
3: bites or something.
2: Um, they just assume not have the tournament and get rid of it. Period.
0: Yeah, isn't that, uh, you know, that was... isn't that scary? I mean, that's scary to me that the that the sport has gotten to the point where a bad practice from a a, a portion of anglers is a is a means to get event canceled. That's scary to me, man. Well,
2: yeah. Uh, it... Yeah, I, I mean, we can speculate on this, we can argue it's, you know, whose fault. we can point fingers, you know, the fact is, it is what it is, it happened. Right. You know, Bass is, right. you know, they thought they, they made the decision, they was best for them. You know, they wanted to say what's you know, for the, the anglers. Um. And they're, they, they're in a the tough predicament over this as well. Right.
1: Yeah. Um,
2: so they, they, this was this was not an easy easy decision for them, and I, I feel for them. I mean, this was impactful in a lot of ways. It impacted everybody, the community, uh, bass, the anglers. We're all impacted by this in a negative way. Uh, so, but do in the end. You know, my opinion: we could assist. You know, whether you know, is it did the tournament get canceled because the guys having a. Yeah, that's possible. Right. Let me
0: let, let me jump back and ask you this because I we we've kind of speculated off camera about this and I I want to get your opinion on it. Um, you're you're another you're one of the veterans of the sport like I am. We've we've been doing it now. Uh, and we're old. Yeah, we're we're old. We're both old guys. We've been doing it a long time, gone on over twenty years. And I and and I want your opinion on it because I know my opinion. Has the sport changed has, has the sport itself changed to the point where this kind of stuff is happening more often because I'd be honest with you Skeet, oh, absolutely. I don't absolutely. I don't I don't remember when we when we started and I'm talking about in the late 90s early 2000s we were cutting our teeth on the pro level dude I remember fishing at at, at, at dude I remember I, I would let us out in everything dude we, we fished 10 foot waves we fished floods we Dude, they we they let us go in lightning storms. I I I feel like the sport has changed.
2: T- well, here's my take on it, Mike. It's not it's not a sport. It's society. Right. It's lawsuits and liabilities. Right. That has changed. That's the fear factor. We all pay higher premiums. For whether. Right. Um, boat insurance We're paying higher premiums, and worry everybody's worried about getting sued. And that's how I take it. It's become a life. Uh, is, is that off the hook? You know, if they are on the, you know, are they on the hook? If we they launch us, and we go out, and somebody gets hurt, right? That's that's that's, and it's not just fishing. It's our little society. I mean, that's my that's my personal take on it. But tournament fishing is different than what. It is. I mean, you listen to stories yeah. of of Rick the world. Uh, Tommy, you know, did it forty years ago, right? Yeah, there's nothing stopping them. Dude, they go out, they go out on the Erie in full footers,
3: right? People you know, the boats
2: the air out there. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, now yeah. You know, and I get. It. I mean, there's, there's a point where it would have to be logical. Okay, what's safe, what's not? But in this situation, there was a whole lot of safe water to fish.
3: Right. Yeah, I, I,
0: I believe there was, too. I believe there was, too. I, I just, I, I feel like, man, I feel like, you know, this is the, if you if you sign up for this job, right, you're a professional angler, you, <laughs> you want to fish the elites, Amen. go do it. This is what you do, right? Um, you know, this this is your job description, man. Go fish. Do you, I agree. Ski, do you I agree feel, I'm right there behind you on it. Skeet, do you feel like we're fishing with a bunch of pussies
2: anymore? <laughs> <laughs> There's um yeah, here's my take on the squeaky wheels, Um we got the squeaky wheels on tour. Yeah, they're they don't wanna they don't wanna fish in rain and rain in waves.
3: So they
2: don't do that. Um you know, they we have some fair weather, fair weather fishermen on tour. I'm gonna say that. Yeah. So is your word on the 50s? Oh well,
0: well, well. <laughs> <laughs> All right, James, James Elam, you're sitting right next to me. I do, I, Why Skeet's on the phone, I do want to get your take, too. King James
3: James. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: Was it the right thing? Flavor Flav. Wrong?
2: Hey, you should see Flavor Flaves watch.
4: Yeah, Flavor James. Flavor James? Flavor James. 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 I didn't bring see, the Gold watch. Flavor garage. James,
2: yeah. He's got a watch. <laughs> it's like, remember old Flavor Flav? Oh, yeah. 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 Flavor yeah. James watch, Bob, and
3: he's full.
0: We talking about diamonds in the bezel? No diamonds in the bezel. Just okay. gold. all gold, all gold. Everywhere. Okay, I don't know if you were like Ish Monroe, diamonds in the
4: bezels. No. Okay.
0: No, no. Uh, oh, James, was it the right thing or the wrong thing to cancel this event?
4: So the bay, I think there's you know two sides to it. Um, obviously, you know the main area a lot of people are going to fish. There's going to be a lot of danger there. There's going to be a lot of logs and potentially you know some logs that were underwater, um, which we usually don't see most place You know, place, you know in most floods, uh, waterlogged logs that you don't see and from a fisherman's perspective doing what we do you i you know or you you know you and skeet uh Damn, if don't we,
3: waffle on me yeah it, <laughs>
4: it, if we uh what's waffling anyways <laughs> blueberry Yeah, blueberry waffle blueberry yeah huh. so if we throw somebody out of the boat we're liable for that so that's something that you know i'd be concerned for uh you know everybody's concerned out there for
0: but that but isn't isn't that something that's a possibility in every event we it fish
4: it is it is it certainly is and you you know you you try to be as safe as you can be but you, you, that can happen anywhere Right. Um, rough water hard turns anything like that but uh in this scenario there was a lot of floating debris and all that stuff so i i feel like i feel like skeet we could have fished most certainly i feel like you know especially like the elk and the sassafras were pretty clean uh there were other areas too that it just seemed like there there probably were areas that you could have gone and and, right. and not been in you know a harmful place right so, you know hindsight's 50 50 i guess but uh, the the main thing was the the, the fishing was was bad and right. guys i guess maybe would have wanted to come back at a later time so but there's no winners here now you know everybody knows that everybody's gonna lose on this deal Um uh, the anglers bass uh you know we come back. It's it's going to cost two grand again, you know, for gas and a hotel and all that stuff. Yeah. Or, you know, to camp, whatever you do. But, yeah. And you know, first and second and third place are going to make money, and everybody else going to lose. Right. Uh, Skeet, let me ask you this real quick too. Was yeah. here's the other thing that caught my eye, and I wanted to
0: see if you saw this too. Do you feel like uh, I don't know the right word, Brian DeCarpenter, You got a dictionary there. <laughs> was 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 <laughs> bass semi Always. was bass semi deceitful? Maybe it's not the right word, or maybe cover-up. I don't know what the right word here is. I'm I'm looking for the right word. Post-cancellation. Misleading misleading might be the right word. Was Bass a little misleading when they sent up media guys way up the Susquehanna the day it was canceled to show floating debris? Two bridges up the Susquehanna. <laughs>
2: Peter, get used. Uh, yeah. That, that, so, as a, as a fan of the sport and as an angler and watching, it, that's how I took it. Yeah, they they kind of they they set themselves up to be able to make the decision,
3: right? And, and
2: and justify their decision. That's that's how I interpret it. And I'm that's my interpretation. I could be completely wrong on it, but yeah, when they show pictures of logs in the river way up river. Uh, flooded and nasty and chocolate, that, you know, for the rest of the world that had never seen a Chesapeake Bay, that's what they see. Right. And that's all I, yeah, that is the dangerous thing. Yes, if you ran up there, there is a lot of logs to hit up there. Right. But they, like I said, it's the other 290,000 acres of the Chesapeake Bay that wasn't affected
3: again.
2: <laughs> so I still believe that. I mean, it was kind of a. I I read it like you did. I mean, was like, oh, yeah. they're just, they're, okay, they're just going to. Yeah, I, I,
0: I, saw, I saw a whole lot of pictures of the of the gates at the Conowingo Dam. And for those of you listening and watching, Brian the Carpenter knows mm-hmm. you can't get 10 miles near the Conowingo Dam in a regular bass boat. It's rapids up there. Well, you,
2: you can now. You I can know, now, be, right, yeah, right. It, it's to get there.
0: Maybe <laughs> that's where
4: it would have been won. Do you remember the Alabama River? Yeah, story? the
0: Alabama River is a great example. They let us fish in that flood. And those guys went That's way a good up to point. Yeah, and they went. That was
2: like white water. Yeah, that was that was the craziest. What's the difference? Situation I think I've ever seen in tournament fishing. Guys running up there. Doing the
1: difference. That. The difference is probably what happened on Okeechobee. Okeechobee. Okeechobee That's was probably, maybe
0: a defining moment this year for canceling events.
1: Yeah, could have been. I think, I been. think that you're still feeling a rippling effect yeah. from that. Yeah. And, and yeah. So it's a good point.
2: That's probably true from that. And I, I mean. Yeah, it, it's a good point. That's the whole point to swallow and accept is that yeah we've we've had trouble with something like that is definitely uh, yeah and that's a liability. Nobody wants to be put back in that in that situation to be liable for that, be accountable for something like that happening again.
0: Yeah. I agree. All right, uh, Skeet, one more thing, and we're going to let you go. I know you've got a lot of stuff going on. Um, I, I got Mahi Mahi
2: ta- uh, tacos on the table. And, uh, All
3: right. the Cabernet yeah, and we're going to let
0: you get back to Mahi Mahi because that sounds good. I do want to, real quick, before you go, what do we do now? Okay, it's water under the bridge. It's over. we got to accept the decision Bass made. It's done with. What do we do now? Uh, I know a lot of people on our IM right now and, and our instant messaging they're lighting up about what are the options to reschedule. Let me get your take on this because the big thing that came out of the Sabine River, and James, you remember, is they didn't take the anglers into account whatsoever when rescheduling the Sabine River. No. What's going to happen? And I now? know where you're going. With
2: this. So here's the next Okay. Yeah. We don't resolve the cost of coming back here. So I think the smartest thing to do, in my opinion. Is we go to we go fish Waddington and the full field goes to AOI. Right. So we make yeah. the AOI event the last and final event, uh, traditional event. It's a paid entry yep. and your top fifty is uh, ends after the AOI event.
4: I think that's a really good idea. Now, think, whether yeah. How big is Shatoo? Is that the name
2: of it? Now that's yeah. I don't. Uh, I don't even, I don't even, I don't even know how to pronounce it, but that's the only thing. I don't know if that lake's capable of fishing now, but to me that it's kind of a net. It's a bonus event put in there. Let's carry our other, you know, the remaining fields into that event. Yeah, it becomes a double. You know, it's a standard tournament. You got your normal entry, your normal payback, and then you just put your AIO payback on top
0: of that. Yeah,
4: I think that's a great idea.
0: I think it's a great solution. It, it'll be interesting, Skate, to see what happens over the next couple of weeks, and they make their decision whether they decide to put us on there on Labor Day weekend or they try to put us before Waddington or they decide that one, what you said, which I think is a great option. It'll be interesting to see what happens over the next couple of weeks.
2: Well, the thing is, uh, they, they put it before Waddington. That's
0: the week of, uh, major league fishing. So. Ooh. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be interesting. Mm-hmm. Huh. Wonder, wonder what might happen so. there,
3: huh? <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, skeet thanks for joining us man i i really appreciate it. i know you're you're one, of, yeah, you're one of the busiest guys in the sport i put you up there right up with kevin as far as running hard yeah. and uh we, we appreciate you having on the show coming on yeah, the show well
2: yeah. you might be at the top of that list now you uh going
0: that. yeah well i don't know i'm this is the beginning to the end for me so i'm going to slow down hopefully in the next couple of years you're gonna
2: Mike. be, the, you're gonna be <laughs> you thought you were famous for bass
0: fishing. At least so yeah, I'm going to be famous in the cart fishing circles in the next couple of years, so I'm excited yeah. about that.
2: Hey, them carp pull a hell of a lot harder than the bass dude, they do, They right?
0: do, and I always like them big sucker lips, you know what I mean?
2: <laughs> you have those
0: big sucker lips. You go for I love those big sucker lips on this cart. Uh, Skeet Reese, everybody. Skeet, have fun the rest of the week. Peace out, you guys. Have a good night. See you, Skeet. i to watch the get
2: weighed.
0: We'll see you. Later. Later. Wow, Skeet Reese, man, I'm, I'm so excited, James. I think I feel like you had a part of have, have, getting him on the show. I texted him. You did, Brian yeah. Carpenter. I'm gonna give you credit, but I wanna give James some credit too. Is Brian?
1: I, yeah, yeah, hold on a uh, <laughs> yes, I'm taking all of it. You take it all. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, Becky's gonna take credit for something. All uh, right, what do you want to take credit Be- for, buddy? You need a microphone, huh?
0: Uh, that was awesome, uh, Eric the intern, oh, Brian De Carpenter. I- I'm Great thinking. insight from Skeet and and James. I think I think that solution he came up with. I think it's a viable option.
4: I like that. The yeah. only uh, the only variable is how big is that lake because no, you know most of the time it's a smaller time, lake too. Oh really? So most of the time yeah. we have our A O I on a smaller lake right. where otherwise we couldn't have a full field. Right. So that might be the only thing you run into, but that's better than the other problem that you right. Know, lies I agree. In front of us, so I agree. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's I, a shame. Like I I I hate to, from a selfish standpoint, I hate to yeah. give away the flats. Yeah, because it's a home fishery. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, I think it's the best solution under a big time crunch.
4: You know. Yeah, absolutely, so. and that's what it is. And people have to reschedule stuff. And you almost didn't get to come to the Sabine this year.
0: So. I know. It's crazy. It's un- yeah. It's unbelievable. Uh, Brian Carpenter, what do we got? We got some stuff cooking back here. I see some stuff developing. Uh, you want to take a break? What do no, we got going? we
1: got, got a hot lead on the phone. Hot lead on the phone. Okay. Uh, we got Thomas Allen from Bass. Right now. Right now.
0: Wow. Okay, join us right now. Um, very special guest, uh, everybody knows him, Thomas Allen from Bass joins us on the phone. Thomas? Hey, guys,
2: I'm uh, proud you gave me a chance to uh, call in. I've been watching your show forever. Uh, Big-time fan, first-time caller.
3: Yes!
0: Well, uh, and, and like Skeet, we're so excited to have you on for the first time.
2: I, I'm
3: sure.
2: <laughs> uh, now, you know, I... This whole, this whole discussion, you guys are talking about the cancellation. I've had some thoughts, so if you're ready for them, I'm happy to share.
0: We'd love to hear thoughts, and we value everyone's opinion, so please. All
2: right, well, let, let, me, let me give a little little uh, preface here. First of all, I'm from the north. I'm from Minnesota, and uh, I moved to Birmingham, Alabama recently, and, and being a, a back-to-back world champion winner driver, I moved to Alabama thinking I could handle just about any winter situation in Alabama could throw at and uh, I went out drove around during some winter weather and proved myself right. I could handle. I got pulled over by a cop asking me what the hell I was doing, and uh, I gave him my license, told him where I was from. And he said, "You're good to go and just let me go." I got to thinking though after I saw car wreck after car wreck after car wreck that it's not necessarily how good I am in my car. Yeah. That I need to be concerned about is yeah. how that everybody else is in their car in Alabama that doesn't have experience driving in winter weather. Right. So, in, I guess, a little bit of contradiction to your stance, and I, I, believe me, I hear you, I understand you. Yeah. I disagree on maybe a couple stances, but I don't disagree on a couple others. Personally, I feel Bass made the best decision, but because of you ski and a bunch of other veterans who are very capable and good at driving in those conditions does not necessarily mean the rest of the field is as good as capable. And, frankly, it's going to make the kind of decision that is not going to jeopardize their lives or their martial lives. So I feel like the decision was made as a blanket decision to cover everybody, even though it doesn't necessarily meet up with guys who know the place like you do, and Skeet does, it was made more or less to keep everybody in the whole group under a decision that doesn't set somebody up to be affected by it. Now, we know what happened at Okaboji this year, right? Let's say we went out. Let's say somebody hit a log. That motor came in the boat and crushed one of the anglers or, or one of the, the marshals. Everybody would have been all all of butt about not canceling the event. Right. So yep. the decision was made, I think, in relation to some of that stuff, yep. right, wrong, or indifferent. I know it affects people. You get to drive back out there again if we have it there again. Whatever happens, it's going to cost everybody more money, more time. We're all on the water again, and it hurts. But I think the right decision was made to keep everybody
3: safe. Yeah,
0: I I, I agree, and I I love that analogy of of driving, you know, in in Alabama in wintertime conditions. I can tell you, you get below Virginia, no one knows how to drive in the (laughs) snow below Virginia. So I I can definitely agree with that. but I, you know, I do, I do want to bring a couple things up with Thomas, and, and you know, the one is, do, do the guys, do the, do the, the, the body of anglers as a whole, 110 of the best anglers in the world that fish the Elite Trail, um, week in and week out, from Texas to Louisiana to Florida to Upstate New York later in the year, do we not deal with those conditions every event, right? You know, and to give you an example, you know, the, running from Bayou Signet in New Orleans to uh, to the mouth of Venice has its yeah. own risks. And no yeah. one ever took that into account in canceling a day of Bassmaster Classic. In fact, I yeah, remember they're... them letting us launch in fog that was so yeah. thick, guys were running a radar, in fact. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the, the one event that I wrecked, which was on the Sabine, I'm going to go back about four or five years ago. It was normal water conditions and I hit a submerged log and put the boat on the water. So don't we assume don't we assume the risk of, of hitting stuff, of ejecting a marshal, of spinning a hub, of wrecking a lot don't we assume that risk as professional anglers in every event we fish?
2: You do, you certainly do, and I think there would have been a lot to have been learned as a fan, as a writer in my case or a photographer, to see how very nearly unprecedented flood sequence is picked apart by the best in the world. There's a lot to be learned. I would have loved to have seen it. However, you know, you're right. The situation in Louisiana was certainly questionable, the radar deal. I I remember that. I was there. Uh, But this, I felt like in that upper portion, this was worse than that. Now, you know better than me. me. Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm just going to say what I've been told. I was told that the flood levels uh, at the dam, and yes, I heard the part about us going up there to take pictures of that. There was pictures, video, this, that, and the other thing that were to add to the drama of the event. But the, the, the question is, is this not nearly an unprecedented flood level from that river and from that dam? Is it yeah. close to that?
0: I I'd say it 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 was. I mean, I've been fishing there maybe not as long as some anglers, but I'd say 20 over 20 years. And it is either the highest or some of the highest water I've ever seen. But but mm-hmm. once but once again, the water influx and level that you see in the Susquehanna itself is completely different had you run to the uh, Chester River or yeah. Sassafras River or the Elk River because of the, the sheer mass of the upper bay absorbing that influx of water, right? So marinas yeah. that may be underwater – Two bridges up the Susquehanna, in the sassafras, you you it, it might just look like a normal high tide up there,
2: and you wouldn't even notice, you know. I, I think I think there's a part of this too that's worth mentioning is that it was also the current conditions were in high concern, but also the potential future conditions were also in concern. I was sitting on the tarmac waiting to take off out of Baltimore, and a rainstorm came through that had purple and white in it. And I was just curious, I'm a little bit of a weather nut. I looked back when I got home, that rain dumped four and a half inches of of water in that area and it's path. And so some of those rivers to the south were swollen. They were getting ugly. They had a lot of debris in them. And and not necessarily anticipating that small storm, the decision was made, I think, to accommodate what was likely to come. Now, look, I'm with you. I I think that seeing pros dissect a tough fishery at its worst is a great way to learn something. There's a lot of drama. I think there's another side of this, too, is that this is the second event we've postponed this year, which adds to the, and trust me, <laughs> I get to go to every one of these. I get to be on the water for all four days of the competition, no matter who's in the or who wins. And it wears the guy out. I have heaps, 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 and James will echo this. He, he knows that I'm into the... Aspect of what it takes. I have heaps of respect for for the 107 pros fishing in the Elite Series because it's one of the toughest games out there. Period. Yeah. But at what point do you make a decision? That's a blanket decision across the board. At what point do you do that to prevent a tragedy, even though it may not happen? But you make a decision to prevent something that could happen is more likely to happen under those conditions. Yeah, but, I don't know the answer. Right. And I know you guys will
3: agree with this. I would not want Trip Weldon's job
0: yeah. under any situation. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, and 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 I think you just you made a great point, Brian and I think Thomas just made an awesome point. Is I don't think there's a right answer. I don't think there's a right answer to this. Um, you know, th- there's this is a gray area. And at the end of the day, I I accept Bass's decision. I don't challenge it whatsoever. That's a tough position to be in to have to make Ooh. a call like that. And I don't fault Bass at all for making that decision, and, and I, I want to let you know. The thing. Well, that, I appreciate
2: that. And, I, and, that's, and personally, that's, I wasn't in any of those meetings. Yeah. I don't know what was said. Yeah. I was just. I just. I was the guy that got up at eleven forty-five and wrote a story for right. the website. Yeah. And that's. And
0: that's the truth. I don't. I don't. I don't second guess their decision. But I tell you what, I do. What. What does scare me, and and what I'm worried about, and I've had this conversation with James and Brian and Eric off camera. It scares the hell out of me, Thomas. That. Guys are having a bad practice, mm-hmm. and they are affecting the outcome of what happens. That, to me, is the scariest thing in the world that the sport has gotten to the point where a handful of guys having a bad practice. You talk about practice. You talk about practice. A guy, a handful of guys having a bad practice affects the decision to keep or or stop a tournament from happening. That really to me is is a changing of the guard. It's a bad thing. It's I don't want to see that happen. I wanna the beauty of this sport is what you said, which is tackle the conditions, tackle the changes, see how these guys do it. These are the best in the world. I wanna yeah. see guy you know, now if it's cancelled because the DNR and the police and the guys at the dam and it's if it's canceled solely because of those facts, I'm all for it. But the moment that it is influenced by 20 or 30 of the 110 that had a bad practice, the sport's in trouble. Man. Well, and, and
1: the and, sport's well, in trouble. And further to that point, is it possible that the the uh, the host city, seeing the bad conditions and how this won't this won't pump up people to come to the chesapeake oh that's a
2: that's a tough situation yeah. that we have to overcome as a, as a organization you know people there's more people affected than just the 107 i mean it's it's vast and mike and and, and you know you and i spent the time in the boat together shooting videos working on projects i think we're on the same page on a lot of areas in life but i i can't I can't one hundred percent agree with you that it was just twenty anglers having a bad practice. I think we're looking there. There, there may have been some of that. I wasn't there twenty five for them. <laughs> I just don't think that was the only reason the decision got made. There was a lot more factors to be considered, and it, it's just there's no easy answer to this. But the bottom line is, everybody involved is impacted. And we're going to pay for it. If that means we go back the week before Waddington or the week after Waddington, whatever the, the, the case may be, or maybe we don't go back at all, everybody involved is impacted. And, you know, there's a lot of truth on both sides. But the bottom line is I think this was made to keep everybody alive, yeah. considering what's happened this year
3: yeah. and in other
2: tough water situations. And I, I just, I, I guess, Let's not put it on one thing as yeah. a tough practice. Yeah. That, that's probably part of the decision. We can all agree on that. But I think there's a lot more to
3: it than just that.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Okay, Thomas, I I, I appreciate the call. I do want to. Can I call you to the plate on one other topic while we have you here? Yeah. And I I do yeah. I appreciate you so much calling in and and getting another great point of view on this topic. Uh, and I, I'll just be flat out honest with this question, is. When this rescheduling happens, or if, whether it's a rescheduling, a change of date, or a cancellation, whatever it ends up being, will Bass this time take into account you know, the angler's needs and, and the angler's prior commitments? Um, because it surely didn't happen at Sabine River event.
2: Well, I, I can't speak to that 100%. I am just a senior editor at Bassmaster, something I'm proud of. But unfortunately, I don't get into those bigger meetings and get a talk with Bruce on a regular occasion. Uh, but I, I think that here's what I would suggest, and, and I, I said this to James yesterday. I would love it if the anglers as a group would get together with their representative to the the uh, Angler Advisory Board or maybe have a big roundtable discussion with some of the officials at Bassmaster and present some of the concerns they have that are of that nature. And instead of having concerns also have solutions, because one thing I've learned growing up in a business that's largely dependent upon my performance, my successes, and my failures, I've also learned that if I don't have a solution to a situation or something that I think might generally work in difference of the original decision, I can't have an impact on those that are making the decision. Right. And so my suggestion is figure out a way to get the Elite Series, which was originally designed, originally created to have the best dudes on the best waters. At the best time of year, let's get back to that somehow. Right. But that's not going to happen with you and I having this conversation. It's not going to happen with complaining about a decision that was made on two tournaments in one year that did hurt everybody. It really did. Right. It's going to happen with all of us coming to the table with solutions.
3: Yeah. Agreed.
2: And that's what I'd like to see happen. Yes. Really.
0: Totally agree. Totally agree, Thomas. It's and it's funny as you said that I'm looking at our uh, this Ike Live Facebook. I am coming through. And we have just a comment from from a viewer tonight, and it's Randy Flowers says, no, the solution Lord. to this situation is to fire Mike
3: Malone. <laughs>
2: You know what? I got one last thing to say, and I'm going to let you get to the legend himself, because I've been logged on to listen to Randy Flowers. <laughs> uh, not everyone else. Yeah. I, I don't know exactly everything that goes into Michael Malone's job, but what I do know is
3: that he cares a lot
2: about the game. He wants to do the best that he can, but as much as I would not want Trent's job, I would not want Michael Malone's job as <laughs> equally as much because there's no way to keep 107 of the best tight yeah. anglers in the world happy.
3: Right.
0: So, That's a tough job. I, I, he, Mike's I got a know. tough job. I, I do feel bad for him. He has a very, very tough hey,
2: job. Hey, hey first-time listener, first-time call, I'm going to hang up and listen to
0: your answers. God bless. Boys. Okay. <laughs> Thomas Allen, everybody. Thanks, wow. Man. That was a good one, man. I'm glad that happened. It's great. And Brian Carpenter, is great to get a uh, – Second point of view, yeah, well, on every topic, yeah, you know.
1: And, and, and I mean, to be fair, we really, we really needed that. We needed that. Yeah. We needed
0: that. It's important. It's yeah. important. And and again, honestly, uh, I, dude, they made the decision. I, I don't, I don't, I'm not mad at them. You know what I mean? Like with what happened and what well, yeah. happened at Okeechobee. You're right. You know, there's a big, you know, safety is a big concern right
3: now. It's you know?
1: important because of the litigious nature of society today. Yeah. At the end of the day, every every time we step our foot out the doors, we take, you know, we take risk. That's right. So, you know, you can't you can't save everybody from anything that could ever possibly ever happen, but it is what it is. You know, I I didn't care for the best bodies of water at the best times. That doesn't necessarily ring true to me. Right. This would have been super intriguing, this event. Yeah. In those tough conditions, to me is super intriguing. Right. It's awesome to see a slugfest, you know yeah. what I mean? But I don't care to see another I, ledge tournament. I don't I care agree. to see another slice. tournament. I agree with tournament. that. It's a, it's, like nice to to a it's nice to have a mix. It's nice to have a mix. It's nice to
0: have a mix. I want to yeah. see guys catching tens in Okeechobee out of mats yep. and killing them. And yep. I also want to see Pittsburgh. I yep. want to see freaking Gerald Swindle catching five that weighs six pounds, and it's a good day. Yeah. I like them both,
1: man. Yeah, I, I don't mind the junk fishing.
0: Yeah, and everything in between. Yeah. yeah. I like it all. Uh, let me thank everybody for watching, man. Stay tuned. We still have a big show. Uh, you're watching Ike Live. It's a very special kind of thrown together Ike Live with James Elam in studio. Oh, there he is. Uh, yep. Yeah, he just had to, uh, shake it off real quick. Uh, we've also got, uh, Skeet Reese was on the phone tonight with us. Uh, first time caller into Ike Live talking about the cancellation. Also Thomas Allen from BASS. Surprise caller! I want to thank Thomas for thank calling you, in. Thank you, Thomas. Great, great insight onto sure, uh, onto the cancellation or postponement, should I say, of of the recent event. Brian Carpenter, you want to take a break or? Yeah, I'm...
1: man, we're gonna take a quick break and then we're coming back with what everyone is waiting for.
0: Okay, listen to me. Hang in there. If you're watching Ike Live tonight, I know you've been waiting for this. When we come back, Randy Flowers joining us, the man, the myth, legend. We're gonna find out who he is, what he's all about. And we're going to take a look into the dark world of professional bass fishing. Hold on. When we come back, more Ike Life.
4: Baby, I got a surprise for hey, 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 you. You got to come hey. out. I'm re-spooling my reels, baby. Oh, hush. Come oh, on. Watch your
2: set. Whoa, watch your I, set there. Come on. Keep them close. I got them close. No peeking. Hold my
0: arms so tight.
3: Oh, All right. Ready? One, two, three. Surprise! Oh, yeah. Yes! Woo! It's everything, Such everyone. Oh, yes, yes. Yes! Yeah! No. Thank you. Thank you. Oh. <laughs> yeah! Yeah! No, baby, go back. Look! Oh, look! Look! Oh! Oh! Yes! Yes! Yeah, but, but baby, look. I got you a boat. Mystery tackle box is the perfect gift for the fishing fanatic in your life. It's a monthly box filled with some of the most innovative fishing gear on the market, hand-selected by industry professionals. Check out all the different options available at mysterytacklebox.com. Hey
0: everybody, Mike Iaconelli here. I love fishing this time of the year. It's cold, it's winter, it's snowing, but if you want to prevent the buildup of ice, use real snot. Every time I'm fishing this time of the year, I put a couple squirts on all my guides, especially the tip, before I start casting. Try that tip when you're fishing under these cold conditions, and you're going to catch more fish.
3: See you later.
1: There's a special place in our hearts for the tools of the trade. They're what we prep for a good day on the water. They're what we clean after a good day in the field. Flambeau's patented Z-Rust technology protects the gear of today from rust and corrosion. Z-Rust, for the performance of tomorrow. Preserve. Perform. Repeat.
2: You work hard to catch your fish. TH Marine has two products to ensure your fish survive. The Oxygenator injects 100% pure oxygen into your live well. That increases fish survival by 35%. For the perfect combo, add G-Juice live well treatment. It calms fish, stops bleeding, removes ammonia, and replaces slime coat. Get an Oxygenator and G-Juice and keep your fish alive.